1: Yes, it's time for us to get on your nerves like we normally do. (laughs) We are being irritating, annoying, because today it's all about the idioms to use when you encounter all sorts of irritating situations. And, uh, well, I don't know about you, but I remember my my parents saying this to me when I was a young kid and whining too much. Quit your belly aching, Paul.
0: Yeah, stop moaning, stop complaining. For example, we can say, I know he doesn't have any money, but I wish he would quit his belly aching and get a job.
1: Bob. Or quit your belly aching You've been moaning all day And that's so annoying, Panita It really
0: is and You're I,
1: so annoying
0: I, It's a habit You're of really me.
1: annoying <laughs> Has anyone ever told you how annoying you are?
0: I think there were many instances, many, <laughs> but uh, I just choose to forget them.
1: Yes. Well, let's look at the origin for quit your belly aching. Now, first of all, we need to look at the word bellyache and we need to understand uh, why it means to stop whining, because here in this phrase, it doesn't refer to any kind of pain, but it's actually about the complaining. Mm-hmm. So when we think of bellyache or stomachache, we think of, uh, you know, our stomach hurting. But here, well, no one's exactly sure why it means complain. It, Started to be used in that way in around the 1880s. So it's been up for 130 years or so we've been using it to mean complaining. And it's possible that it's because people who have belly aches often complain about them, which could annoy other people. And then the phrase quit it is often used when you want to tell someone to stop doing something. Like
0: quit, st- quit it. Quit, the quit it, Paul.
1: Qu- quit it, Bajaj. Yeah. quit it
0: quit belly aching
1: exactly so quit your belly aching has therefore become the typical sort of a phrase to tell others to stop complaining about something i think it's it's maybe a little more american than it is british would that be fair to say
0: sure yeah, I think I've I've heard it uh, quite some time, and I never really understood it. But uh, I always thought it had to do with the pain in the abdomen. That's got to be that's got to be annoying.
1: Yeah, it's actually just about you moaning. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Do You know what is annoying? Though? What backseat drivers? Oh. Uh, oh dear. my gosh! It's basically when the co passenger, it's anybody who is not driving, who unnecessarily criticizes the dri- driver while himself is doing nothing. It's like okay. Are you, You're either going to be the DJ of the car yeah. by choosing the radio station or choosing the songs, or you're going to be the snack distributor where okay. you pack the snacks or anything like that. If you're not doing anything like that, then just leave the driving alone.
1: You know what I used to be? Mm. I used to be the, ma- the map reader.
0: Mm, good stuff.
1: Uh, yeah. Now, the thing is, you don't actually have to be in the back seat to be a backseat driver. Mm-hmm. You can be in the passenger seat in the front. You don't actually have to be in a car because it can be any person who's giving unwanted advice instead of helping or understanding. So, for example, I really cannot stand my girlfriend being a backseat driver to me.
0: That's right, Tori. Oh, this is my job, and I and I do not need any backseat driver on this one, all right? I know what I'm doing.
1: Okay, well, then where does it come from?
0: Well, uh, as you can very easily imagine. Yeah, I can
1: easily imagine. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, picture this. Well,
1: tell us where the idiom comes from.
0: Okay. Annoying habits of passengers who sit at the backseat and give unwanted advice to vehicle drivers. Can you
1: slow down a little bit, please? Just, oh, yeah. and can you enunciate?
0: Right. Um, I've actually had this multiple times, and I think I will continue to do so. Okay. And then I tell people, if you don't want to ride in the car, then get out.
1: Yeah, it can be very annoying when someone is constantly <laughs> talking in your ear. So, wh- wh- when was it first used?
0: Well, in the United States, it was uh made popular in the 20th century when of course vehicles became popular and was introduced. And when this idiom was coined, it was used for people who literally sat in the back seat of the vehicle, but expanded its usage later because it was so well explained all sort of uh people who try to give unconstructive and useless advice and criticism that really didn't be constructive
1: yeah it's it's it, it can be very annoying if someone is backseat driving and if you are a backseat driver be careful you may be accused of uh, stepping out of line yeah now this is to behave in an unacceptable or unexpected way for example did you hear about sam he stepped out of line again on monday and was fired from his job <gasps>
0: You will not be allowed to go to the party on Saturday if you step out of line one more time this week, mister.
1: OK, I, won't, I won't promise, I promise, I promise. Now, when we look at the origins of this, it's not about uh, cars or belly aches. It's uh, all about the army. Uh, it uh, comes from the mistakes that soldiers uh, made in the past. In the military, soldiers have to follow very, very strict rules to make sure that they look smart at all times, especially when standing or marching. You've, mm-hmm. you've seen military parades on television. You mm-hmm. see how everyone moves together salutes at the same time, stands to attention, stands at ease. Uh, but sometimes there are soldiers who literally step out of line by mistake and uh, make the whole unit very untidy, which is not acceptable, Bajaj.
0: No, I actually went to uh, Panmunjom this past weekend yeah. on Saturday at the, to the JSA, the Joint Security okay. Area, and it was so fascinating. We got to see the South Korean guards sure. all looking intimidating and they were just, you know, tak 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 very orderly. Exactly,
1: all looking, all looking in the same position, mm. all All uh, all moving at the same time, you know, a well-oiled machine, as it were. Sure. Uh, Yes, so that's why we have this idiom to describe any incorrect or unacceptable behaviour. To step out of line all started off in the army.
0: Sure, and if you do step out of line, sometimes you may end up an albatross around one's neck. An annoying burden which some unfortunate person has to carry. For example, we can say that old car was an albatross around my neck.
1: Or his company, which was once successful, is now an albatross around his neck, making losses of several hundreds of thousands a year. And for those who don't know, an albatross is a big seabird.
0: Oh, it's a bird? I thought it was... I thought it was a fish.
1: No, it's a seabird.
0: Ah, Oh, interesting. So taking a look at the explanation, it originated in Samuel Coleridge's famous poem, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner. So the poem basically tells the story of an old seaman who kills an albatross with his crossbow while on sea voyage. Without knowing that albatrosses are actually a sign of good fortune and killing one, meant bad luck. So the crew ship of the four, uh, the, sh- uh, the crew of the ship forces the old seaman to wear the albatrosses uh, around his neck, the carcass. Uh, the seaman is then cursed and all his f- uh, fellow crew members die and the curse is lifted when he realizes that he should appreciate the life of the albatross and other sea life as well rather than regarding it as quote-unquote slimy as he did earlier in the poem
1: yeah so you don't you don't want to have an albatross around your neck
0: never pleasant (laughs) quite heavy i would imagine
1: exactly that is pardon my english and we'll finish off part three with a request from listener 7933 who says good
0: morning panita i hope you play the song to soothe my lover
1: it's ed sheeran photograph